have 217 votes to be elected as speaker. That came out from Thomas. Um, that came out from Nick Sorter. This will be a fight. Republicans publicly said they're not voting for Scalise. Uh, Thomas Massey, Green, Bobert, Nels, Roy, Anna Polina, Cloud, Jimenez, and Max Miller. Max Miller, I don't trust for shit, by the way. Oh, God, these cowards drive me crazy. Right? So uh, uh, here, let, let me just play it. So congratulations, everybody. Like, our first goal has been accomplished. So remember, when we started this space a little bit more than an hour ago. Wait, uh, wait, wait. Another news. Jordan is getting behind Scalise. He just nominated Scalise on the House floor. He doesn't have the votes, though. Yeah, he doesn't have the votes. I'm just saying. News. Jim Jordan just offered to nominate Scalise on the House floor. Jordan is getting behind Scalise. Why? uh, Because Scalise is going to get destroyed by everyone looking into him. And then we start all over again. This is bullshit. See? This is why we need to push this no secret ballots, Jennifer. We need to push that shit hardcore. Should we so start? We should start the Roseanne battle drum. Wait, wait, wait. So there's, I'm getting mixed messages here, right? So we first we need to find out like what. Okay, is Nick Sorter right? Usually Nick's pretty accurate. Are they going into recess? Right? They or- are. It's live. It just said it, it, the house. I'm looking at it live on RSBN. It says the House is in recess, subject to the chair, and it's still in recess. The minute they started, they said, hey, we're going to recess. Okay, so if they're in recess, that means that Scalise does not have the votes, and they don't want to humiliate him, right, by having a vote and them not being united. So they're going to try to make all these deals. The reason they go to recess before they have a vote is that then we don't know who's on our side. Who's on our side and who's not on our side? Who we need to pressure and who we don't need to pressure, right? So th- this is them trying to like hide from us so that we can't extract any good concessions for the American people. So my guess is though that right. So we have a list of people we know. Chip Roy. I didn't hear Chip Roy's name listed, although I saw him come out against Scalise. So we have a number of people who are against Scalise. I think it's safe to say. We're probably not having a vote today. Well, maybe Jordan's trying to fix that. They're desperate to try to like fix this as fast as they can, but we'll see. So, so the secret vote came out to 113 ahead, to 99 in Steve Scalise's favor. And I'm just trying to figure out how is it that they can have a secret vote and none of these members of Congress will leak There's out. Somebody talking, I can't voted. Oh, it's Philip. He was Philip. Hey, Philip. We'll drop you down real quick and bring you back up. Dust can't hear you. Can you guys hear me? So I think what's probably happening is that because I've heard some rumors, different tweets that there's different people that want on committees, like Dan Crenshaw, for instance. So I imagine what people are doing is they're trying to avoid Scalise, but at the same time, they want to ensure that they can keep their position on a committee, which is probably what they're being threatened. They're probably being threatened that if you vote this way, you won't be able to retain your seat, your committee seat. Why do they care so much about stupid committee seats? I mean, like, I understand they're not worthless or anything. They do have value, but like... Money, 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 money. More stuff to brag about. Yeah, no, let's say, no, it's not even bragging. If you sit on the appropriations committee... The lobbyists line up out the door to hook you up with blowing hookers, right? Like, you have an unlimited supply because you control the money, right? And so, 
Yeah. Shit. Uh, Good thing I didn't know that ten years ago. Right? No shit. I'd be in Congress. Um <laughs> Right? But it, it 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 so so the reason they want the committees is like that gives you power of like the to control money in large swaths all the way around. So holy crap, hold on. Matt Gates said Scalise over McCarthy. These this is a tweet. Um let me DM this to you. Um Dustin, so you and Jennifer. I'm sending it to Jennifer. She came up first, so um, I saw that too. Yeah, and then uh, Trilling Kitty said Trump endorsed Jordan. Matt Gates says news: Jim Jordan just offered to nominate Scalise to the House floor. Jordan getting behind Scalise. So Matt Gates said Scalise is better than McCarthy. Now that's weird because Scalise can bring in money from the Rhino side. So I'm just sending that to you so you can see it. So I saw it. I want to know what Scalise has over all these people. Why is egotistical Jim Jordan, where he has Donald Trump's backing, bowing out and getting behind Steve Scalise? And I can't help because when Fina oh my gosh, list, I know what it is. I know what it is. Guys, listen to this. He comes in as speaker, right? He has cancer, right? I, if, if this was my script, this is what I would put. He comes in as speaker. He has cancer. Uh, a couple weeks after being speaker, while they're voting to declare war, he gets sick and he has to step down. So we need a new speaker. And that's my optimistic script. They don't want Donald Trump to get that interim speaker spot. There is some shady business going on, guys. Jim Jordan does not bow down and get behind Scalise when he had the potential to be Speaker of the House, right? That is third in line to be president. You can't ignore it. And when Phenom read that list of who his donors were, right, it it told you right there what's going on. They are trying to guarantee money to the Israeli war right now and tie it to the Ukraine money so both countries get the money and their their little washing machine in the Ukraine can keep cleaning. And he was exactly. a good patch for temporary because he's really sick, Jennifer. And then he steps down before they close the deal, maybe. I think it goes Jim was just on Hannity, like, saying, I want to be speaker. I'll do it. I like my little spot where I'm doing now, but I'll step up. And now he's behind somebody else. I think it goes further than that. I think that, of course, I think Israel will get money regardless, even if it was Jim Jordan. But I think that Iran, Iran, I think that that's the difference between Jim Jordan and Scalise. And I think that's why um, Massey is holding out for Jim Jordan, because I think it's more about pushing a conflict further with Iran. Well, wait a second. Was Jim Jordan behind Ukraine money? No, he yeah, he was. Well, he, was no, he gave them all the money. He said no more now. Yeah, now so now the difference is Steve Scalise was for pro-Ukraine. Jim Jordan is not pro-Ukraine. There's your answer. So why is Jim Jordan getting behind Steve Scalise for the Ukraine shit? Probably he's got him with pictures of little kids or something crazy. We never know. I mean, I'm, just, I'm just being that. the optimist, but I, if it, if it was me and I was in the house and we had to do something to stop money going out and to kind of keep our asses out, I would totally put Scalise. And then after a couple weeks, while they're dragging their feet on trying to come to a conclusion of giving money, declaring war and doing whatever, um, he would say, I'm so sorry, I have to step down because I'm sick. And then we're right back where we started. And this delays us from saying no 
to anybody because we just can't help it. And uh, please tell me that this space is recorded. It's no. not. Shit. I just read this morning that Biden is wanting to tie the Ukraine money to Israel. Yeah, that was. That they was have yesterday. to. Yeah. Right. Think about it. The, the us conservatives are so anti you any more money going to Ukraine. Right. Knowing that if if the if Israel like goes into battle, right, all of a sudden now the now the Christian people are obviously going to get behind money going to Israel, and they're going to be like, "Oh, you're a bunch of hypocrites! Why are you supporting Israel and not Ukraine?" Right? So now they'll be like, "All right, listen, you need you want money to go to Israel? Fine, but now that money is also tied to money going to Ukraine. So unless Ukraine gets the money, Israel doesn't get the money, or vice versa." You know, the, yep, they're trying to. They're trying that's to exactly be like, how it's going to go. Well, Jim. the justification yep. that they use for sending all this money to Ukraine is, well, it's like a mouse fighting a lion. Russia is like a hundred times bigger than Ukraine. That's a justification they use. But for Israel versus Hamas or Palestine, it's not the same. Israel has everything they need without our help. They don't need our money. So it makes no sense for us to be sending a shit ton of money to them. Well, I mean, here, here's the thing. Let's, let's be honest. There was no war with Ukraine. If Russia wanted to go to war with them, they would have been done in less than 24 hours. All right. And now, if you guys remember in June, I had met with Paul Gossar and I talked to him specifically about missing a little bit of upwards of $6 billion from the DOD budget. And that was a couple months before June. That money was actually traced by me going out of Syria and Benghazi from the DOD. Now, I don't know how accurate that is, right? Because I don't have my clearances and I don't work for any agency or PMC. But a couple weeks later, that came out in the news because he looked into it. He's actually working for the people. He looked into it. Because the budget doesn't stand. And now everyone's talking about $6 billion going to Iran. They're conflating the issues to cover the fact that this is the same playbook that we used when we did the Mujahideens, when we did the whole Al-Qaeda shit and everything. So, you know, we should reserve, uh, you know, making statements about when and how the money, because the money isn't going where they're telling us. It's not. And they have a purse that is not balanced that's basically this is the only reason i went to an event was to actually see him and others and have this discussion and so uh right now we're at the point that they're making negotiations but i want to have faith that they put scalise first because that's the plan it delays a couple weeks we drag our feet on coming to an agreement back and forth and then he steps down because he's sick and he needs to go get better and then we're back at the voting place so that way we don't have to send more money i mean that's just a thought and 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 i you know this is my optimism speaking you guys but i i really hope that that's it because I think right that's now that's wildly optimistic tori it is it is but you now, know now listen they are they listen if, McCarthy if, stepping down when he did. If, if anything, come on. If anything, right? This is to get Scalise in there so they can write their blank check, right? So that they can literally <laughs> write a blank check to fucking Israel and blame it on Scalise, and then replace him. That like, that is very plausible. If, if 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 there is a speaker in the next twenty four hours, you can count on the Uniparty to come together to be like. Yes, blank check. All the money must be spent on war, 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 war. Hey, Dustin. And, and, Adam, Kinsen, Adam Kissinger just backed Steve Scalise. He said, this is what's best for Ukraine. 
I'm not even joking. He actually Ooh. tweeted it out. The old cuck kiss of death. With I just said mail. that like 15 minutes ago. Sorry. Yo. So the people Before that I... are holding out, unless somebody already read this, the people that are holding out and saying no to Scalise are Massey, MTG, Bobert, Troy Nels, Chip Roy, Anna Polina Luna, Michael Cloud, Carlos Jimenez, Jimenez, and Max Miller. That's interesting. Why wouldn't they be behind him? They're behind Jordan. I'm just surprised that other people are. Well, maybe they didn't come out and say anything yet. Yeah, because just because the secret ballot happened doesn't mean that they vote the same way, right? Because you could be in the back room dealings. You could be like, "Yo, I'm for Jordan," and then when you're on the floor, you're like, "Fuck Jordan." Wait, does secret ballot mean it's secret from us or they each are casting a secret ballot and no one knows? It means they sit in a room like the poker dogs painting and they have conversations. Okay, if you promise me that you're going to do this, then I'll give you my vote. And then they have these discussions and they're like, all right, this guy seems like I nominate him. Sure, why not? And then they're like negotiating who, what, when, where. These are backroom dealings. Or, yeah, you know, yeah. Something like, actual, send me your well, lawnmower. The secret... The secret one, we're not allowed to. The actual vote, we do get to see. That's why I said it can change. So when they're calling it secret ballot, though, what I'm curious is, does that mean, like, like for instance, does Steve Scalise not know who voted for and against him, just has their word? Is it that secret, like, or is it just secret to the public? Secret to the public. Like, we don't know well, who was. voted how, I think. Yeah, no, but eventually there has to be a vote. But I, I, I want to throw a couple things and welcome Trash. Uh, welcome, everybody. We are currently act being active. So, like, we're actually pushing people into, like, taking action, contacting their members of Congress. We have some very specific calls to action going right now. Mostly around demanding transparency is our first, like, call to action. We also are going to start here in a minute, as soon as I get caught up just a little bit, on compiling what we actually want, what commitments we would want from any Speaker of the House. And we'll compile that into a single document so that we have like a working list, so that we have unified messaging, which is so important. And we're going to incentivize people with the CBDC token. So if you participate, I'm actually racing through trying to go through now and create a spreadsheet of everybody who's been participating. Dustin, uh, you'll be so, so proud of me. I opened it. I got a wallet. <laughs> Woo! Dr. Angela, that is what I'm talking about. Listen, Hold we on, are all- Dustin, what kind of wallet do you need? Is it like Ethereum-based? Do you have yeah, um, ther- Ethereum wallet? Ethereum Where's the sound effects? We need sound effects. I know, Yay! hell just froze over. <laughs> so... Um, we, we, we are hooking the CBDC and Dr. Angela, I'll get you some like, uh, so we're going to compile this document. So we have a unified message right now. We're, we're still trying to figure out what the hell is going on, mostly because they are hiding the process from us. So what's happening right now is this morning it came out. Oh, there was a secret ballot. And Steve Scalise is going to be the speaker of the house. And we were like, no, that's not how this works. There has to be a floor vote on the speaker. So apparently they were they tried to cut some backroom deal and push Scalise through, like uh, through the floor vote, which has now been stifled because if more than five members of the House right now 
come out in opposition to the Republican. Five Republicans don't vote for the same person. It's a stalemate. It doesn't work. And so right now, it looks like we're at that stalemate point. They were going to have a vote, and they're like, oh, wait, no, Scalise doesn't have the vote. So they paused it, and they're currently like meeting behind closed doors to try to cut a deal in secrecy so that people like us don't have a say on what we actually want from the new speaker. Trash, do I mostly have that right? I'm sorry, I didn't hear the question. I was chatting in the background. What was the basic question? Because what they did was, from what I understand, is they just did it to vote for the nominees. So there was 113 and 99, and that's the that's who was going to be the nominee. And then they go to the floor. They need 217 votes. Um, I've threaded every single person I could possibly find that has given a response on social media and or through staffers or through journalists. Um, so if you guys want to take a look at that, it's all there, what I can find so far. Did you see they brought it to the floor just now, Trash, and they ended up having to adjourn? They, yeah, so they brought it to the floor to basically vote to go to recess. <laughs> That's what they did. <laughs> so that, that uh, means they don't have the vote, right? No, and and they're, they're trying to avoid what we're trying to cause, right? Which is they're trying to avoid this becoming where uh, the public is really heavily involved and now all of a sudden they have to make all kinds of commitments, you know, to release J6 footage and defund 87,000 IRS agents and to continue the investigation into Hunter Biden and to pursue the impeachment inquiry, right? Like, and find their balls and they really, really don't want to find their balls. I want to throw this out there too. Like, uh, I, 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 caught this early yesterday in several of the spaces when we started talking that there was some issues right that i was already hearing that the war machine was attacking people like us like oh we can't fund the war in israel because there's no speaker of the house so they're blaming us for the idea that like they can't write a blank check our answer to that is you're welcome but I would assume that there is an immense amount of pressure being pushed by the Israel lobby and the military industrial complex on all these members of Congress, right? Like we have people all emotional. Everybody is all worked up and they, th this is an opportunity and we're not even writing checks. Like we are, we are letting a good opportunity go to waste. You guys need to like, they are all in pushing. Hold on. Let me, let me, let me, I just got this message. Corey, I called Rep Fleischman's office. Whole House scheduled to vote on Scalise's speaker at three. GOP adopted secret ballot as part of their conference today and approved majority of House rule versus majority of GOP, as was rule for McCarthy. Dang. So there's also a couple updates going on right now. Uh, if you want to know, Dan Crenshaw is reportedly whipping votes for Scalise. And so is, who was the other one? So Dan Crenshaw's whipping votes for Scalise. Oh, yeah. And then Adam Kinzinger came out support for Scalise. He said it would be beneficial for Ukraine. No, notice that it's not beneficial for America. God, I hate that little freaking sellout. Naffo furry fucktard. So I don't see how Scalise gets the vote. Do you guys think that's the point? Do you think they nominate somebody they know that can't get the vote so it stalemates the process for a while? Yeah, because no, see, the Democrats aren't going to vote for him, and there are 15 to 20 Republicans who are not going to vote for him. The, see, the, the House the, Judiciary the, Committee just put out a new report that 99% of 
of immigrants that have come in since Biden from 2021 till now, 99% have remained in. So I think there's also a lot of negotiation about not just, you know, like we said earlier, the committees, but who would take Jim Jordan's place. There's so many investigations in the balance. There's a ton in the balance, but ultimately, right, they do not want a stalemate. So like if we're talking about the Uniparty, they want everybody is emotional right now around the Israel stuff, right? Like everybody, they, they, they got the elicited the emotional response that normally would be followed by a massive spend to the military industrial complex, right? And so they, they do not want a stalemate. They, they want somebody to be speaker so that they, the next vote, I bet you it happens within hours. Uh, like if if they do, if Scalise were to be put in there today, or anybody, Jim Jordan, right? Within hours, we would see a vote on a massive new spending to to fund the war effort in Israel. What do you, you think? I'm right about that, trash. Dustin. Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. Vinny. Go, Vinny. Oh, I just. Oh, now I'm screwing everything up. Just real quick, I just wanted to say, Dustin, what do you think about the idea of, hey, you guys want to both fund your war and be like, oh, yeah, and put it on blockchain? It could literally, uh, it could literally be like something that could expose everything because a lot of these people don't even know what it is and they might be so blinded by war that they'll be like, yeah, sure. Yeah, they're, they're not that blinded by war. Hey, Dustin, there's a lot of people that don't use X. And I have a pretty big platform on Rumble. Do you mind if I restream our discussions um, on Rumble so that people can see it too? So people oh, hell yeah. Tor, do you mind just tagging way? our Rumble channel? We're trying to build it up. I will. I will. Uh, what is Kelly, it? what's the Rumble channel? Chris Hall, are you in the audience? I don't know if Chris is here. Kelly, do you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. <laughs> it's out my head. Oh, America Mission 1776. Okay, at Rumble Channel, America Mission 1776, right? Correct, correct. Okay, thank you. And then we can stick on this topic and have people have a conversation on that end, too, um, because there's a lot of people that are like, I want to get on, but I can't. And you you can't open up an next account with a a phone, right, Uh, without a phone because they ban you after a couple days. So... Um, there are people that have been banned and you know refuse to get on. So you, you're okay with that? I'll start. I'll um, stream a screen of you know our chats and stuff. Is that cool? Yeah, hell yeah, that's a great okay. idea. Okay, yeah, no, I just thought of it. Someone actually said, "Can you do it on Rumble?" And I was like, uh, "I can't move the conversation, but I can restream." So I'll do that. Perfect. All right, Go I'll ahead. do that. Uh, to answer your question, yes, 100%. The first thing that's going to be voted on is that, just to answer your question quickly. Um, I have a very interesting update from a senior official GOP on the Hill uh, who says, uh, Jim Jordan plans to vote for Scalise on the floor and is encouraging his colleagues to do the same, a source with the d- direct knowledge tells me. Jim Jordan offered Scalise to give a nominating speech on his behalf, a senior GOP source has confirmed. That is interesting. So, what's Scalise got over Jim Jordan's head today, guys? Oh, yeah, I'll I mean, give a concession a speech. I'll go out and give you such a uh, full-throated... What the hell? He can't even stand up to the freaking people in his party to try and get the nomination, and we think he's going to do something for us. Yeah, Jim Jordan can't be it. 
Absolutely. School Heath is only four points higher on his Liberty score than McCarthy. Like, why are we doing this? You, you got to remember Yo, that Scalise was whipped for a long time. And that doesn't come without. Hey, some... Nick, how's it going? You want to give us an update on what's going on? Oh, yeah. Well, um, I, I hate to interrupt you guys like that. So I was just, uh, uh, you know, talking to somebody from the uh, from Capitol Hill here. And obviously, it comes as a shock to nobody that there is not going to be a vote today. That comes from multiple congressional offices because there's no way for them to do it. I mean, they would just embarrass themselves if they did it on the floor today. So uh, so that's not going to happen. And when it comes to Jim Jordan, I, I kind of want your guys' opinion on this. Uh, do you think that Jim Jordan is maybe vying for majority leader? See, I don't. I don't think he cares about majority leader. I think he cares about funding the war machine. For like, my, my experience with Jordan is he always bellows and sounds like us on TV, but it, it, he's always cutting deals with big tech and big pharma and military industrial complex. And I, I, I think their top priority right now is while everybody's emotional, while the Israel conflict is still hot, that they want to get that to a vote as soon as possible. And even if it means that somebody like Jordan, like two egos like Jordan and Scalise have to come together, they can always find like a way to make that worthwhile in order to write cut what, another trillion dollars in war spending. So I, I, I think that's probably what's yeah, going on. Maybe I, maybe I have the... Un- Okay, guys, so I'm going to use hands or do we just We're live. I'm sorry. I just wanted to point out that we're live on YouTube and Rumble so people can join this conversation. Hey, Nick, hey, nice to get you. It's I haven't a seen you in a while. Time. I'm doing great. Saw you in a long time. Yeah, I was there for uh, over a month. So, But, yeah, you guys, are, you guys are having a good conversation here. I so I want you guys to keep going with it. Go, no, jump in. Uh, we want to hear more. Go. Well, I mean, you guys have, have covered a lot of it. I mean, you've probably seen the names so far of the ones that have publicly said that they're not going to vote for McCarthy. You know, Massey, Green, Bobert, Nell, Chaboy, yeah, yeah. Luna, Cloud. And then you have this one guy, and I, honestly, I don't want to pronounce his name. I, I'm not even going to try. Uh, is it? Well, I'm going to try, actually. Jimenez? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that. I mean, this dude's going to go on the floor and vote for McCarthy? I mean, Jesus. You've got to be kidding me. Well, Nick, do you understand the whole secret ballot process? Because, you know, I, I, I saw someone told me that Fleischman told them that they incorporated this with McCarthy. I mean, how are they having, like, secret ballot conversations behind closed doors? And we're not part of it. Like, we're advocating, you know, hey, we should be in that back room dealing who you nominate as a party, right? We should have that conversation. Do you know why they're doing it like that? Do you have any inclination? I mean, Fleischman said that, uh, you know, that's General House or something, but... Do you have any insight? Well, that's how they've always done it, but I don't really care how they've always done it. They need to do this publicly because, uh, honestly, this is something that the people are really involved this time around. It seems like, you know, we thought thought that the people were really vocal when McCarthy was becoming speaker. But because McCarthy was such a freaking train wreck and we never did hear what was going on behind closed doors in the beginning, now we're demanding it. And I don't know why. I don't know why there aren't more Congress people. You know why? They, no, no. But what? How did they do the vote? That's the question. Like, how are they doing this vote? Well, it's not. It's not well, an official. The vote, I, I, you know, it's just. It's just. I'm sorry, but it, it's. It's not an official 
but it's just the, the, the part because they have to get to 217, right? And so they have to kind of come together and agree informally on one person to send to the floor for that vote or else there's just no way in hell they're going to get to 217 or else they have to do this, the ballot process 15 times again. So, 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 so no, and, and so this is them trying to come right. to a consensus because the working majority is only four for Republicans. Essentially every Republican has to come out. And this is what we've been saying from the beginning, why we thought this is such an incredible opportunity for us to extract commitments about very like things that we want to see the House Speaker commit to before taking, and they're trying to avoid that process, which is if they bring it to a vote now and it's divided, A, we know exactly who's on which team, right? So we have the ability to like mount pressure campaigns on specific members based on where they stand and what they've said and extract real concessions. And so what they're trying to do is make all these deals on the back, like in the back room, and then come to the floor as a unified front, and all the Republicans end up voting for just one person. And they thought they tried they tried to do the front run thing like this morning, where they say, Oh, Steve Scalise has it, bros. Bros, don't even don't even like try to like mount another campaign. Steve Scalise, bros, like he's already won. And then immediately the votes weren't there. And that's caused them to go back and try to renegotiate. No, I think Dustin put that amazingly, Jim. but Jim is a veteran of Capitol Hill. God, you know, like I pray for Jim. Uh, but Jim, your thoughts, what's going on today on Capitol Hill? Is this going to be a fight to the death? Well, I'm still trying to assess it and people that I'm talking to. I mean, there are a lot of uh, folks that came out of that meeting saying they're not voting for Scalise. Um, I've privately talked with some members who have said that. And um, so we'll see. I mean, there's going to be Chip Roy put out a tweet saying he's not voting for Scalise and it's premature to try to roll out a vote this afternoon. So we'll see. Um, I'll listen more to what folks are saying because I'm, I'm curious what everyone's thinking related to a secret vote. But let me just say this. The conference does do this on a regular basis with many things. I'm going to tell you, and not everyone's going to be happy about it, I don't have a problem with them trying to figure out privately what, what approach they want to take. I was hopeful that Jim Jordan would come out of that on the top since it was just between those two. I mean, I know Jim, and I have a lot of respect and belief in him uh obviously with the normal concerns that are there you know these this is a human endeavor and people uh are who they are through the political process i've experienced this for 30 years of doing it so you know uh we'll we'll see what all this means i think you're going to see in my estimation this thing play out just like it did in january where you're going to have a lot of unsuccessful votes and people are going to go back and say, this is what we want. Um, I will tell you, I'm not a big fan of Steve Scalise. Um, he is definitely better than McCarthy by comparison, but that's a relative comparison. Uh, I don't know that I would necessarily put him in the good category. What a lot of people don't remember with Steve Scalise, and I don't know if anyone's brought it up here, but I will. So in 2013, when I was still working on Capitol Hill, 
the Republican Study Committee had been headed up by Jim Jordan. Jim had been a great friend to all the heroes that were there then, some of whom still remain and are heroes. He had been a, a real help. Um, when he had naturally rolled off the Republican Study Committee chairmanship, there was a conservative who was uh, brought up to and, and endorsed by the members of Republican Study Committee who had found, who were the founders of it way back in the day when it was the House Freedom Caucus of the 1980s and 90s, by the way. And uh, there was a leadership move by Boehner to get a lot of inactive Republican Study members, members, about 30 to 40 of them, who were loyal to Boehner. They came in to vote, and Steve Scalise was put up as the Boehner choice, and Steve Scalise took over the Republican Study Committee. He ended up firing my very good friend, Paul Teller, who had been for more than a decade the executive director of Republican Study Committee. Uh, he had him fired because he was the, you know, a very conservative. We remain friends to this day. I think he's fantastic. Um, and, and, and that was a real takeover by John Boehner. Republican Study Committee, for the most part, has not been very effective since, although it's had its ups and downs. But, you know, Scalise was the leadership guy for that move back in 2013. I thought it was a rancid move by leadership, and Scalise was behind it. So, you know, it, can he be better? Yeah, I, Scalise is definitely more conservative than McCarthy, but he also is the friend of the establishment folks that are there. So we'll, we'll see how that plays out. I'm, I wouldn't be very excited, but just watch for a battle that will still be taking place. And I think you're going to have similar resolve if I had to guess. Hey, Jim, can I ask you a question? So the, the, the whole secret ballot thing with Scalise, like, is that for the whole house secret ballot? No, just the no, no, no. It'll be a, it's always a wide open vote for speaker. And you go through the process of everyone verbally giving their vote. Uh, no, no, I mean, just with all, everyone, Democrats and Republicans. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The secrecy of this ballot was that the Republican conference was meeting to determine if they could come out with a consensus choice. And so that's, I mean, the Democrats do their things privately in their conference. Republicans do as well. Uh, it's a strategy session, I guess, in effect. It does not determine who the speaker is unless... They were able to come out with a consensus, which they have not. But it determines who are the leading candidates, right? Or who the candidate well, is. Well, le leading, leading candidate is determined on the floor in the vote. The consensus candidate in the Republican conference is what's determined in that in those private meetings like the one they had today. Okay, so the private meeting they had today is like, who are we putting up, Jim Jordan and his colleagues? after they had all these negotiations and yeah yeah they they were determining if okay. they why is that secret and why is that okay to be secret because you know congress represents us and if they're going to be putting someone up we should see the discussions as to why they themselves say my vote of confidence goes to police or mine goes to jordan because of xyz should we not be privy to that you're, because uh you know i i think that's really important you're going to be a, a totally privy to it this afternoon because it's all going to play out publicly the only purpose of that meeting is to decide if they're they could come up with a consensus together there are conference rules that both democrats and republicans have and this is why you heard about chip roy putting up a 
rule change in the Republican conference to say that they would not put out anyone unless they could get 217 votes. He had attempted to change that conference rule. Each the Republicans and the Democrats have conference rules on how they go through things. The rule, uh, this is what's very positive about make the rules. Oh, hold on. The, the these are not these are not um, rules of the House of Representatives. These are rules of the Republicans as they caucus together. So uh, the positive of this thing is that the the Republican conference rule says whoever wins the majority is who everyone ought to vote for. And you're going to see that there are people who are not willing to do that initially. So that'll be very similar to uh, January. So all this is going to play out publicly. You're going to see it. Okay, Jim, but again, I understand that we're going to see it play out like on the floor. But why are we not, I mean, even for Democrat and Republican, they should not be able to have these backdoor smoky discussions on who they put forward on our behalf between themselves. They've all been allegedly elected fairly, right? And in that sense, we should also be privy to at least listen to the conversation, not time in. We should listen to what they're putting on the table. Do you not think that is correct? Because in the end, we just rely on whatever their staffers put out on Twitter. That is a function of the fact that we have a two-party system in this country. So, uh, listen, it's not a formal thing that has any actual basis in the House. It is. It does, though. Well, let, me, let me finish what I'm saying. It's the voluntary decision of republicans to caucus together and therefore they strategize privately there are some aspects of this where if you're pro-republican you want them to strategize privately so that they can challenge the democrats now again i'm just telling you what is but this is a function of how two-party systems work i'm not a big fan of the two-party system to be candid with you although i've worked in republican circles in all my political career because it's the best of the two available choices and the libertarian party is is just frankly very unorganized institution as an option but if the libertarian party had a large enough group of people i mean they've only had one person justin amash uh in recent times if they had a handful of people that caucus together you can expect that they would caucus privately on matters like this and it wouldn't be public so that's the function of having a party system as opposed uh, to what we had in the beginning of this country's history, which was just a bunch of people who had various opinions and they worked it out all publicly on the floor. Well, Jim, you know, I, I, I see, you know, you're like, yeah, they're doing it, you know, quietly so they can strategize. What's going to strategize? Everything except for things that are classified, right? We should have these discussions publicly. Every the Democrat should do it publicly and Republicans. Right. This is how it should be. We should be able to see that they shouldn't be allowed to cut deals behind our back and talk about these things or strategize. Well, we okay. So my, my my answer to that is they actually they can try to cut a deal, but they they can't implement it formally unless it goes through action publicly on the House floor. So right. this is the function. This is the function chaos of having a a party system as opposed to a system of uh, 435 independent people who are elected by their representatives and don't caucus with parties. That's the function of a party system. Like it or not, good or bad, there's no legal reason that they have to do that publicly because they have a party system. Now, there are states like Colorado, where I've done a lot of work, but there are a few others too, 
that have legal rules where any elected representatives who have a meeting, it must be an open meeting. Now, if you can convince Congress to pass such a law for in the federal system, then that would be the case. But until that gets passed, then they're going to organize via parties. The way to work through that is to elect people who, whether they call themselves in a party or not, they ought to, um, you know, do everything publicly or want to change that or whatever. But listen, I'm, I know a lot of people are very worried about this, but you, you have to wreck. And, and I'm not saying it's the perfect thing or that it's entirely the best, but the reality is this, everyone talks about what happened in the meeting. Like Daryl Issa was out immediately saying it was a 113 to 99 vote inside. So I, all this information gets out. Everybody's got their cell. Every member of Congress. Yeah, but didn't cell nobody, phone. nobody cares what comes out after, right? That that's the problem. You know, in the Constitution, it, it, it does not say that we have to have a party system. No, right? I listen. Chaos. Yeah. I'm in agreement. Listen. Yeah, chaos, no. I'm, I'm just saying we should be pushing for this. They could just jump on X and have a space and have a discussion, or send out a Zoom number where all of us could just listen. We're not saying we need to interact. But we need to know what they're doing behind closed doors. We're constantly cutting deals, and we're the ones falling short every single freaking time. And it's about time that we have these discussions out in the open. And, and, and it doesn't matter if it's a party system. Well, both parties should be doing it. I'm pretty sure that even the Democrats want to hear about it. Because we want to know what they're negotiating. Money, time, war. You know, for me, this, like you said, predicting, you know, it's going to be like last time. I'm up for that. Because then they can't pass a war, an act of war, you know, a declaration without a full Congress. I don't give a shit if they have an interim or an acting. They can't. Constitutionally, they cannot. We can block it. Now, the, the thing is, so I'm for it. I'm for the delay because we're constantly bleeding money. We're shifting and migrating money from one place to another in these stupid proxy wars. Raytheon has shot up. Uh, Lockheed has shot up. All these people are making money. And now they're in the back making deals to see who can raise more funds to be speaker. We want to hear that conversation. That's the way it is. And none of us should allow them. And even though it's the way it worked at some point, you know, it's like me. Hey, I need to lose a few pounds. Well, it works for me to have sugar in the morning. Maybe I should cut it out. Maybe it's time to change things. And I think all of us should be pushing and burning down their phone lines and emails and Twitter and truth and telling them, no, you are not going to be having a consensus and caucusing behind closed doors. We want this shit out in the open. We need to see what you guys are talking about, why you don't want him, what it is that you are doing. And I think if we push for that, we will have a better outcome for the people. I mean, I understand how things are and how the playing field is very okay. well. So where that leaves us is what do we want to get as far as commitments from a new speaker, right? What Doctor, was- can I just say something one second because we reached out to the conversation so we can just close what Philip just said. Philip, there are two, three people in Congress that are working on the J6 thing. I have a massive documentary um, that I put together a documentary. I mean, I've documented all the evidence. And um, it's a painful process. I just wanted to say that. So there are many of them that are looking. Not well, well, with, with all due respect, Chaos, I've been hearing that for a long, long time. No, 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 no. Well, yeah, but well, I'm, like, on, chaos, I'm just chaos, telling you. Chaos, hold on. I'm fucking tired of hearing that shit. Friends and family members are getting thrown in prison for a long time that do not belong in prison. These members of Congress should be on the House floor going ballistic about this shit. All right, you know what? They're not, Philip. That's what I'm telling you. They're not.
okay, this is not, we are not derailing, right? Like, we have very specific missions here. I understand the passion, but, like, we're not diving into that side tangent argument just yet. We could talk about it when we, like, lay out what commitments we want. So, right? Like, that could be a commitment. Uh, I think you would see him being willing to work with social conservatives in the caucus to advance legislation and that he would help it. Um, Jim, is he going to continue blowing out the budget, though? Because that seems to be Thomas Massey's concern. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, he's totally going to. But most of those discussions are just, hey, we got something in your district and it's good for your people and you have employees there. But that's not what a defense lobbyist would do. I'm talking about like the big dogs. Yeah, well, that's what I'm talking about. The, the, the defense lobby is kind of like that. For example, Boeing, we need that shift in lobbying. It's a long-term process, and it requires electing people that are good people who operate on general principles rather than specific requests. Hey, Jim, and everybody, anyone can chime in. I got a question, a reoccurring question that's coming out of WeChat and Kakao where I'm streaming this. And they're all foreigners, but they're like, hey, everyone's talking about how Scalise is funded by APAC and one of their biggest contributors, but all of them are. So how are we going to know where they sit with, you know, diverting funds from Ukraine to this um, Middle East conflict that is, you know, going to kick off a global war? That's a challenging thing to do. Those are backroom deal discussions. Um, By the way, I don't think we need to divert any money from Ukraine into Israel. I think we just need to support Israel at the rate that we do now or help them, you know, kind of be able to refill what's being used with a slight run up. But diverting Ukraine money over to Israel? No, we just need to get rid of Ukraine money, period, (laughs) in my opinion. How do we get rid of all the money and not involve ourselves in other people's wars and be there to collect the pieces when they're rebuilding? I think that's even better because we're so broke. We're over 33 trillion billion trillion kajillion in debt. We have no money. You know, $100 used to get you bags of food. Now I can only get five things, right? People can't put gas. There are no jobs. I mean, we shouldn't have any of it. We should well, be like, yo, the, you guys are fighting and that's great. And the difficulty with war is if you look at all of the the European countries that were world powers after World War Two, they lost a lot of their influence. I agree. I agree. I mean look at look at the money that you know the, the African population right now, Burkina Faso and all of them, they're not taking any money from the United States or France. They said take it. We'll deal with our generational wars alone. And you know, this is a, a big problem because they're dragging a lot of people in, oh, because they're our ally. Maybe we should just stay out of it and let them I, deal with it. But w- the Iran situation exists because Jimmy Carter uh, removed support of the Shah of Iran. Now, one of the there are many arguments. One of them might be the fact that the Shah is essentially the king of Iran or was. And we needed democracy. And there was a left-wing democracy movement that we supported, which helped the Shah get overthrown, but then it Wait, was replaced pause, with Jim, pause about the Iran and Carter. Remember, when we overthrew them in the late 70s, it was Peter Strzok's dad and Barack Obama, Obama's mom that helped do that. Like, what do you want to see the speaker commit to in order to achieve the speakership? And you know what's crazy, Justin, is that third world alleged nations like Mali and Burkina Faso and Chad and all of them have the balls to cut off foreign aid, and we don't. 
not not just giving it, but also taking it, right? Because taking it, we're taking it in indirect fashion. So I, I think it's really important, and thank you for pointing out those comments, because these are the discussions they should be having in backdoor. And people should be privy to those discussions. Do you commit that you're going to do this? Um, and trying to get that, that like more money to Israel. I mean, I'm not anti-Israel at, 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 by any means. Like I, if you've listened to me over the past couple of days, I'm obviously not, but I'm also America first. And like our country it right now is in a shithole and we need to fix our country before we can go funding wars all around the world. I understand there are allies and we should stand with them, but giving them an open check. And if that's why Steve Scalise was slid into this position today, that's something that needs to get called out. Yeah, but if anyone was going to get slid into the position to fund Israel, it would be Jim Jordan first, right? And, and that's the thing. You know, I, I, I am on the optimistic, and I said this earlier, right, that I think that they put up Scalise so that way we can see him, see everything, because they know that the people now are doing their homework and paying attention. And so, uh, you know, that could be one big of the, one of the reasons that this is coming out. But the concerns that we should be pushing back is all these events, you know, us funding Israel is by proxy, us being in that war. And if Iran is tumbled into this and Turkey, we're going to see China and Russia, and it's going to be World War III. We need to step our asses out at every step of the way because we have a president that can't tie his shoe, right? We've got elections that are not really elections. Okay, we have no money and we are depleted on almost every front. And now we're forgiving debts. We don't know what we're doing. We're making these new agreements. I mean, we're a hot mess. Where are we going? Because if if push comes, oh, we're just funding them just because we're funding them. They can shoot us. They're like, it's your planes, your ships, your money. Therefore, you're the enemy, too. I mean, we, we have to say no at some point. And that's why I was against Jim Jordan in the first place, based on his portfolio and his track record. He speaks a really good game, just like Lindsey Graham used to, and the Trey Gowdies, right? And then he fails on delivering. Whereas we see others actually delivering that are no longer on committees. We should be paying attention to who the Republicans remove from committees. Those are the people that are actually pushing for change. Yeah, yeah but- and why wouldn't we want Iran to develop themselves, though, right? If they want to develop themselves and become a more republic, like, like Jim said, the intention sold to America by Carter was that, then why not let them develop themselves? Because and, why, and would, why would Bush, Cheney, Soros... And then Kerry and his guys on the other side, why would they want that? Why would they want them to be able to sell it who they want, to who they want, how they want, using what currency they want? They don't it's their want natural that. gas. It's their right. Well, I, I well, we know that. But that's yeah, not, I know. We don't want people telling yeah, we don't want, want. yeah, we don't want people telling us what to do with our resources, right? So then why are they telling other people to do with their resources? Maybe we could just say, look, whatever's been happening, it's no longer a point of order anymore in, in America. We're not doing this. And I think the majority of this money that we're giving people is because you know, we started most of the shit. Hamas was created by Israel and the United States together, right? And we weaponized these people. We did in, in, in the 80s with the Muhammadans, where we created them. Osama was trained by the CIA 
we we use them, we amplify them. He was trained on how to create these factions to disrupt. This is USAID's bread and butter. I mean, I was a localizer, something that our other friends said, you know, knowing your demographic, right, and understanding to localize things, right? So we've created all of this. So this is the problem. All of these leaders that we have in office have been in there for a while, know that we've created it, know that they've approved the funding under Obama for this shit, right? And they don't want their asses exposed. That's the bottom line. This is why we're funding Ukraine. This is why we're funding everything. And this is why they want to us to fund whatever dispute is happening now between the Palestinians and the Israelis. And what we need is a speaker that'll say, okay, whatever was done is no longer, you know, the regular part. We're changing. And we can change. And I think by us pushing back against them to have like these backdoor discussions of who they're going to put up is most important right now. And I think that's got to be our goal of the space. Yeah, we yeah. could call it like the 10 concessions or something like that. And, you know, well, if we keep like- on the war, we can redirect it to the border, can't we? And we can redirect it to other things that we want, can't we? So that would be like the cheap one to fix everything well, else. One, a couple things that are should be non-negotiables is everything that Chip Roy has been talking about with security at the border. That has to be a fundamental priority. That's where that's why you're starting to see this debt spiral get out of control where you're going to have interest on the debt, where you're going to be paying more in interest than we do for our military, which is absolutely, you know, non you, you can't you don't come back from this. What you're what are seeing we at 700 our, billion now? Uh, it's actually going to be over a trillion. We'll, we'll be at 1.2 oh, well, well, trillion by 1. next 2. year. 1.2 yeah. trillion. Yeah. And so can, can I just say something? Then the question we should be asking ourselves is these behind closed door secret ballot meetings. What did Scalise give them behind closed doors so, he, so that he yeah, can be yeah. Jordan? There is a new day in the Republican Party that's happening that is, that is specifically addressing that that money issue. I just, and speaking, can I just say something on the money issue? So last week I was in D.C., right, the week before last, and there was a massive conference at the hotel that I was that I picked specifically for that, which um, were the bankers getting together. There were members of Senate and Congress there. I took all the nice pictures. Um, I even saw them set up the whole setup of who was there, chief banking system, small business banking. The, you name the committee, they were there. So they, they had this plan when I was in D.C. because they were having this conference. So, Shane, you're right. So the question we should be asking ourselves is the secret ballot that they have, which is normal, normal for them for years. The Democrats do it. They caucus in private, the Republicans. We have to ask ourselves, what is it that Scalise gave that we didn't know about? Is it the McCarthy rules? Is it, you know, the, the McCarthy rule that he wants to, you know, how McConnell said, oh, we can't loom that over of removing him? Is it banking? Because we know Scalise is very filled in his pockets, but so is Jordan. Let's not, let's not omit that. Jordan's portfolio and his personal trust is riddled with things. So those are the questions we should be asking. And this is why, you know, other than us saying, oh, this is it, this is it, because we already know, follow the money. I mean, I, I think that should be my middle name so many times that I've been saying it for years, right? Because the money d- drives everything. We should be pushing back because we want to know what you guys are negotiating to pick whoever represents or is going to the floor. And what are these concessions that you guys are making and why is it done like this? This is the important portion. Well, what did so, Scalise uh, give uh, them that so, Jordan didn't? That's the exit. 
If you want to take your money out of this system and build something new that they can't touch in terms of a money that's going to have more purchasing power over time. Wait, stop. What do you mean they can't touch? Didn't they just hijack a bunch of wallets that they said were Hamas's? If if they stored. Uh, They They said it. But here's if, if that, you, that's if on the individual level. That's yeah. not on the structural level. If it. you're if you're storing your keys and nobody has access to those keys, like a lot of these organizations that are uh, that are small that don't know what they're doing, will store their keys on a spreadsheet. They can't take your bit. So Shane, I'm I'm gonna kick it to you back real quick to finish your thought. Wait, can right? I just give you something breaking quick before we kick back? I just got a message from someone in Congress. They they got a whole. They were told about the secret ballot thing, so we should push on that because uh, they said, "Tori, why why is this happening?" And it's like we want to know what what Scalise gave that Jim Jordan didn't. We need to be part of the conversation, and if we're not part of the conversation, we're just going to keep shouting from the rooftop. So um, I just want to say, job well done, guys. We're getting stuff done. Don't stop calling, emailing, tweeting, and tagging. Hundred hundred percent. By the way, we uh, uh, we are simulcasting this space to rumble and youtube and a bunch and of other chat platforms. and cacao yeah I, I i believe we're over forty thousand total people like listening in real time and participating across all of these different platforms so like right we have an opportunity we have the ability to make serious noise Dustin, I couldn't agree more with you. There is definitely a, a, a bad marketing on some of the Bitcoin toxic maxis. Try not to be that. Um, if anybody has questions, you can you can try to get a hold of me in DMs or whatever else, but I'm happy to answer them, and I appreciate you giving me the floor. No, can, I no, just, I, can I just say I, something? I, I appreciate I, the – hold on, hold yeah. on, sorry. Just real quick. Uh, Shane, I appreciate you coming up and spreading the message. It's really important to me. I think it's – Let's reset everybody. Deep breath. We've got it up above public thread. What commitments do you want from any new speaker? Right? Can I so- just read out a tweet about the speaker election? Um, someone said it's not legal to secretly pick the speaker of the house in the United States. The the speaker of the house is a leader of the United States House of Representatives, and they are elected by a majority vote of the full house membership. There's no provision in the Constitution, exactly what I said before, or in the House rules for a secret election of the speaker. So what they've been doing behind closed doors is them having discussions and assessments between the two caucuses. And this is what instead of us trying to fight you know, who they're putting because everyone's like, oh, we should go gym. Oh, we should go this. We should be fighting. We want to be part of the conversation so we can see how you're going to pick the fucker. That is what we should be focusing on because that's something that we can force on them because it's unconstitutional that they're doing this stuff behind our back. That is why I made that statement. They shouldn't be doing it behind closed doors because then we can then when they're having these discussions say, no, we're not okay with this. We want X, Y, Z, which is what we're going to discuss now. And I think that's the first point of call. We push them, no closed doors. Remember in Ohio when the GOP elected their nominee and they caucused behind closed doors and everyone was up in arms? Why is everyone not up in arms now when we're talking about the House of Representatives of the whole United States? But it was a big shit show when it happened in Ohio. That is what we need to be pushing. And today, like Justin said, we should stay on topic and figure out bullet points. This is what we want as a commitment from the speaker. So as we listen to them do their deals, we can then email them and say no, or we can tweet about it and flood social media about it. That's the thing, because I know people want border. They want elections. They want to get out of wars. They want energy independence, which we're now dependent again. And the petrodollar is tanking. These are the things that we should be 
outlining, but the first protocol, just like, you know, Jennifer and I put out those, we should not be doing it behind closed doors. And why are you going against the leader of the party? And that's because just like President Trump had said, it is a fucking unit party. Well, so, so spot on, Tori. And right, we are, we are doing a, like a multi-tact here. Our interventions re- create more polar, uh, polarization in these regions and make them more extremist. So hey, Adam, Adam, I agree yeah. with you, but we need to focus on like Dustin yeah. and, and Jennifer. No, I just wanted to say that I'm landing my plane. That's no, fine. No, 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 that's cool. Because you're, you're, you're preaching to the choir to most of us, right? Yeah. Um, you're preaching to the choir, you know, Iran and Egypt used to have mini skirts and they were like a cosmopolis, right? People would go there to party all the time until, you know, the late seventies where, you know, they started to push this Sharia message and put radicals because that's how you control people. Okay. So the thing is right now we need to be focusing on, all right, we're pushing for them to be transparent now that they get transparent because we're going to force them to, right? No more closed doors. That's unconstitutional. Like if I had the bandwidth, I'd be filing lawsuits like a bitch. But what we need to do is what Dustin and Jennifer said. Let's pick out the points that we want, because I don't give a shit who rocks that gravel, that the gavel, who bangs it. It could be fucking Ilhan Omar. I'm dead serious. I really give zero fucks who bangs it as long as I get what I want. And what I want as a person is one, two, three, four, five. Right. So let's get the one, two, three, four, five. Let's have a suggestion of one of them so that way we can compile it. And then America's mission can put it forward. Do you agree, Dustin? Yeah, I love no, it. I, I, I've, I've been thinking about structurally how we make this happen. A poll, poll system. I, but no, no, no. So I've, I, I actually like. I, I think that we've got five right out of the gate that we can just make happen, right? Like that that, that are going to okay, be. Okay, well, let's discuss them. Go shoot yeah. one. Let's tackle well, that bitch. Well, well, I, I want to clear the hands, right, and get people involved, and uh, right, like have these discussions. But, right, give everybody a chance to talk. And then what we're going to do is we're going to pick an issue. And we're, we're going to start with the border because that one is very popular, right? And then what we'll do is we'll pick out, like, we'll have everybody email, call, and tweet at their members of Congress who we think are likely to, like, be supportive of the border issue. And just let them know. If five of you hold Hold on, guys. Sorry. If five of you guys hold out, then you can extract a concession, right? And so I, I think that's the way we'll do it. We'll go one by one, and like we'll, we'll, we'll take half an hour on each topic and take it that way. I think that's probably the best way to manage it, although I'm open to ideas. That's how I'm thinking about it. Well, can we just start with the war thing? Because I think if we cut the war funding, then we can fund all the rest of the stuff, like the border and stuff. What do you think? I'd, I'd love to hear what people say about the war funding and how uh, they believe that we can uh, provide a sound proposal uh, to withdraw, considering that we have memorandums of agreements and memorandums of understanding, which are binding, but they're not legally binding, right? So, 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 so that that's why I think we need to start with something a little bit more, like less complex, which is yeah. the, the the war funding is going to be. We're going to have to present something that accepts the realities of the situation. And so I think that's going to be a little bit trickier of a discussion, which is why I thought... Like, audit- auditing it is a good place to start, too. 
Yeah, I did that self audit, Ben, and, and you know, and um, I found that there was over six billion dollars missing at the DoD, and brought that up to Gosar, um, uh, you know, with the Ukraine stuff. But I, I think you know, even if we put a proposal for like the border, right? They're going to need money, and we don't have money. How do you allocate that? And we can just then cite the first thing, which is, hey, don't give the money to Ukraine or Israel. And and I think that's fair. Like if we want to spend resources, at least spend resources that aren't cash and increasing our debt and that have a return on investment like security and national security and, you know, not having people suck off the teat of America, you know, illegally. Why are we flying these migrants from other countries now? They're not just walking through the border. There's planes bringing them in. (laughs) Yeah, Tori, you're doing great. I think we're just uh, what's called. I think we're just a little far ahead of our skis. I think I think you're like three and a half hours into the conversation. And I think we're trying just to get to like, honestly, I think the place to start is no retaliation against Matt Gates or anyone who voted to vacate the seat. That I think is one easy one. Also, the motion to vacate. Those two are simp. Those two, are, I think, are the minimal bottom ones. Like, if we can't get those two, then this whole thing was for naught. Well, so yeah, okay. Low hanging fruit. How about the 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 bill that's been sitting in um, Congress? It was introduced. Let me see what date. It was introduced in February by Posey, Higgins, Biggs, and Bob Good, and Marjorie Taylor Greene, which is that um, it's. Um, co-sponsors of Bill HR 946 of the 118th Congress. And it says that, um, you know, people have to show their dual loyalty. It's a called the Dual Loyalty Disclosure Act. As someone that actually was responsible for passport data years and years ago, I can tell you that that is vital to our national security. Um, I, I think I have it um, somewhere. I, I, I DM'd it to you, I think, Dustin and Jennifer. That's low-hanging fruit. It's already been introduced, and that discussion should be had about loyalties to other countries and dual nationalities. They actually proposed a bill that hasn't moved. Go ahead, Millie. Yeah, so I think it's pretty interesting, the timing of um, Hamas's attack in on Israel, considering that right now we have, um, you know, we don't have a Speaker of the House, right? That's all up in the air. And we're, you know, debating over passing legislation to supposedly keep the government from shutting down. So it almost seems to me, because we know, we know that all of the super uh, conservative Republicans that are in the House right now um, are definitely going to want to be passing funding to support Israel. So this almost seems like, um, you know, is this a way for them to expedite um, getting a speaker put in and potentially getting legislation passed that the Democrats are desperate to have funding for, funding some of their other projects that they have? Um, I mean, I, I mean that would be my question. But the other thing is, is we also have to take into consideration um, Joe Biden recently giving all that money to Iran, and and then obviously Iran giving money and weapons supplies to Hamas. Um, you know, so clearly I, I'm not like, um, we don't know if Iran you know. gave the money to Hamas because Hamas came on parachutes. They don't parachute and they didn't see them. Come on. We, we don't um, know that. That's a narrative being spun right now. We don't know. We saw the, no, I follow the money, Millie. I follow the money, Millie. It didn't go to Iran. Well, that's what the reports are saying. The reports are saying that Iran funded it. I, I believe that you should ask Paul Gothar that found the missing money. Okay. Well, well, it's pretty clear that Iran, Hezbollah, 
is backing and supporting what Hamas is doing in Palestine. And what I'm pointing out here is they're not the backing it. They just can't say no. The timing here. Look, Tori, it, please wait till it's your turn. Stop interrupting me. Um, you know, what they're basically getting at here is this time period where not only are we at, at escalations with Ukraine and Russia, Ukraine being the world's uh, biggest, or sorry, Russia being the world's biggest gas uh, supplier, right? So we're fighting over these gas and oil pipelines in Ukraine and Russia. And now Iran, who's has the second world's, the world's second largest gas uh, reserves, um, you know, we've got this escalation happening in the Middle East. You can't help but think that the, the underpinning thing, theme here is the resources and the gas and the funding. And, and here's the other thing. There's Chinese interests in Iran f- with that gas that are, that are linked back to the Bidens. So, um, you know, they might actually, the Biden administration might actually benefit from destabilizing Israel because Israel does not want um, Iran to have uh, the ability to financially profit off of their their gas that they have there. Yeah, but they should be, shouldn't they? I mean, we should be able to profit off of ours. And I think because it's just all Because if they profit, control. they You're can right. bolster their military, potentially uh, bolster, get, get nukes. Some people are saying that, you know, they might actually already have nuclear weapons there. Yeah. But that would be a serious, uh, you know, that might be a serious threat to um, Israel, if that's the case. I agree. I agree. Because all the nations surrounding Israel completely dislike Israel, right? Some of them don't even acknowledge it as a nation. I agree. But on the other hand, who are we to tell other countries what to do? I mean, if we watch what happened in Africa, they all said, we have all these resources. Why are we poor? And people should be able to develop. And if they're better than us, that's about competition. Why should we have nukes and Israel have nukes, but nobody else? See, if unless everybody comes to an agreement, and, and not one nation says, well, we have them, but we're responsible and you're not. That's not correct. We should be having these difficult conversations right now. And you're right, 100%. That's the way it is. It's to their benefit because you're watching the left's base promoting, you know, protecting Palestine, which it, the, the Gaza Strip has all refugees. They're all sticks and stones. It's people coming in from Lebanon and, 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 and Syria, you know, that are coming in. The money didn't go to Iran. It went to the PKK. That is what they're saying. So, uh, you know, there's so many distorted reports right now that nobody knows what's going on. So what we have to focus on is just like what Dustin said. We got to focus on the things that we can fix. And that's a really good point. We should be energy independent, right? And we shouldn't be in eons of wars. And those are their generational wars. And they should take care of it. And we should be focusing on this energy independence. We can't be going around telling people what to do. Because then... In the end, we're weak. So, so I want to expand on Millie's point a little bit here. I think the greatest pressure being applied to members of the House right now are from the military-industrial complex lobby and the foreign aid lobby, right? The, the, the most pressure being applied is right now, they, they believe that the Congress is ripe, rightfully so, to write a big-ass check to fund all kinds of stupid shit. And, and, yeah, and, Millie's and, right on that. She's right that, that that we need to focus on that. You're right. Now, one of the things, just to play a little bit of devil's ad, advocate here, because look, I'm always, 
you know, I, I don't like us just having a blank check and literally writing all these checks, basically funding all these wars. I mean, this is not fair to the American taxpayers, it's not fair to the American people. The amount of money that went to Ukraine is disgusting. But at the same time, to, to just play the devil's advocate for uh, a second, what do we do if we just become a, a, a nation that says, OK, we don't want to have any we don't want to have anything to do with any of all of this. And we're just going to keep to ourselves and we're not going to help anyone else. Well, then at that point, we will not really have many allies Um you know, in the future. And I mean, that might end up putting our nation more at risk down the line. If we just say, let's just say China advances into Taiwan, we forfeit that right here, China, here's Taiwan. Let's just say that we say, okay, Russia have Ukraine. Okay. Iran, Middle East, go rogue, you know, take over Israel, right? Like if we start just completely saying we're not going to help anything or any of this, what we're actually going to do is we're going to let all of our enemies Uh, No. And they're going to make huge moves, bold moves to literally. And I think part of the reason that they're even making some of these bold moves right now is because Biden is perceived as such a weak president. He is perceived as so weak. They think that they can just run roughshod over America. And that's what they're doing. We're seeing China go for Taiwan. We're seeing Russia go for Ukraine. We're seeing uh, the, the Hamas. And I believe it was Iran behind Hamas attacking Israel. And this is what happens. You know, these are points in which if there ever was an, a nuclear war or some kind of crazy escalation World War Three scenario, um, these would be strategic points on a map to prevent, to basically block uh, nukes that might be flying from Russia or from China to the U.S. So I think that militarily there's a reason, a strategic reason why The U.S. would want to have allies, but at the same time, we have to be careful that we're not just being played, so to speak, by people like the Bidens who might just be laundering this money into offshore accounts and making themselves and other corrupt people rich off of it. So so incredibly well said, Millie, which is kind of why I wanted not to start with war funding is like the first thing that we put together is like an action item because there are complexities. Right. And I don't think it's as cut as dry as just cut off all the money and abandon all of the people who are counting on us as the world starts lighting on fire. Yeah, but we don't have money, Dustin. And if we do fund them, it's a by proxy war. Russia already told us if the U.S. keeps funding, it's declaring war on us through Ukraine. And this is how we get dragged into a global war. The minute America now we're sending all these aircraft carriers and shit and we're targeting, we're picking our targets. They're going to be like, oh, so you're using them as a shield. You're using the Israel conflict as a shield where here we come. You know, people missed that there were 14, 14 memorandums of understanding signed between China and Russia right in the past three weeks discussing how they're going to back each other. And don't forget, Russia has one of their biggest naval bases in Syria. And it will not be pretty if we see the Chinese that are already with a very strong presence under the guise of UN in Africa. So like you said, it's extremely complex. How do we play that dance? Obviously, we're broke. Obviously, we have no government. Obviously, we can't make decisions. And we can use that to our benefit. So we can exit out and then do what Dustin said put forward. You want to move forward? Here are the things that we have to do. I think that's the best way for us to go rather than take sides. We don't have to pick a side. But then again, think about this. See, if let's pretend, okay, that possibly, you know, Iran 
theoretically, like we've heard reports that Iran uh, was behind some of the Hamas funding, right? Um, and that some of the weapons that they had were obviously not uh, normal AKs. They were, you know, they were essentially receiving weapons from potentially Western sources, which who knows that could have came from Afghanistan when Biden pulled out and pretty much left, um, you know, billions of dollars worth of U.S. arms there. Who knows that stuff could be being traded and sold on the black market. But okay, think about this. So the U.S. right now, our inflation is going up. We're struggling economically. The Biden administration is just writing check after check after check to Ukraine, funding Ukraine. In a way, we're kind of getting our butts handed to us in Ukraine, and it's a it's a national embarrassment. Okay, so what would what would Putin want to happen? Well, Putin would want the U.S. to look if the U.S.'s ally Israel gets attacked in a very provo- provoking way. Can't say that what the people of Hamas wasn't to instigate and provoke them because I mean. You know, it, the way they did these crimes against the civilians was very, I mean, they filmed the whole thing. You don't know if it's real. You You're know, not there. It was, I don't it was, even listen, trust it. They filmed the whole thing. It was just very, like they did for COVID. Much, okay, here's the thing. We saw the video. Look, you can try to argue and say, we don't know if it's edited. We don't know if any of it's edited. We don't know if all of our voices are edited. So then I mean, why are you assuming that it's real? Lane, we can't do that. We, we can't keep going down this lane. When we see people being shot and killed, if we don't have any other evidence that it is being doctored, we shouldn't say that it's being doctored. Like, you can't just say something's doctored, then we go down so these bad conspiracy theory, uh, you know, trails and we get discredited. So here's the thing. So Putin benefits from the U.S. getting dragged into another confrontation and war with one of its allies, Israel, because now we're having to worry about two different fronts, Ukraine and Israel. And we're going to be having to increase inflation, printing more money to to basically send Israel more money, send Israel more arms, further weakening the U.S. economy. Right. It it makes it so that Putin has a better chance of just completely annihilating us in Ukraine and and us walking away from it. So from Putin's perspective, he would have an incentive you have to pay attention to what's going on between um, Russia and Iran right now as well, and you'll fully get the picture. Well, so Millie, and I, I, I want to just add on that. How did we lose? How did we win the Cold War? Was it, it with bullets and fighting and uh, right full on, like full scale on the ground war, or did we force Russia into bankrupting themselves, like self destruction through bankruptcy, right by overextending it, like through military spending? And so I, I think your point is really well taken that, right, we have to not take the bait on this thing, which is, right, if we continue and then China moves on Taiwan, we can't just send money every time that there's a disagreement. We also can't just withdraw from the world, which is why I think this issue is slightly more complex and probably not the starting point for what we want to do with the speaker race, which we have like a limited window on. And yeah. so that's right. And, and, you know, Justin, just like you said, the MIC is making a shit ton of money, but so is the media by claiming things and picking sides and amplifying messages that we don't know are true or if they're fake. Right. And that's the problem. So, you know, that could be the top end of the discussion, like later on how we find funding, but which one do you want to tackle first? You propose the border, right? 
Um, is that well, how would you want to go with what you would propose to what you want the speaker to do? Do we start with the border? Can, or- can, can I tell you why I think we start with the border, right, in, in, in a big way, which is, A, what we saw in Israel could happen here, right? With the border wide open, make no mistake, it would not be difficult if you could fund the kind of attack that happened on Israel, you could fund that kind of attack happening in the U.S. coming through the southern border, right? And, and, and what's clear is that's already in place in a lot of ways. And so I think, right, like national security, it plays on the same, like, emotion level that they're trying to get unlimited funding, which is, right, they're trying to say, oh, my God, look at what's happening in Israel. Let's send all our money over to Israel. Let's write a blank check, right, to fund whatever right? Whatever the military industrial, uh, just give them, throw money at it, throw money at it. I think it allows us to pivot on that specific issue and say, no, look at what happened in Israel. It is very concerning. And we really got to make sure that we do everything in our power to make sure that it doesn't happen here. And I, I, I think that argument like takes what they perceive as an argument of strength that they want to use. Oh my God, look at the chaos. We can't write a blank check. Our answer is no, like you don't, we're not going to have a speaker until they agree to take care and make sure that they do, the government redirects from chasing down January 6th grandmas who are standing outside the, like on the steps and like redirect it to the actual threats of what we just saw happening in Israel happening here. And that's, that's why I think we should start with the border. I also think it's probably going to be the easiest thing for us to find five congressmen who will say, nope, you know what? Like, the people have asked me to join this small coalition, 10, 5, 10, 20 congressmen, that say no speaker, right, until the speaker agrees that the first order of business will be securing the border and getting a handle on the 10 million people who have illegally crossed into our country over the course of the Biden administration. I think that's our easiest no-brainer argument. I think it's the natural starting point. Yeah, I think that's that's definitely good. Um, I think that's 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 definitely a good place to start. What was the other thing I was trying to think of? Oh, um, how about the how about getting um, the Trump I, people th- off the FBI? Th- th- I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop you for a minute, because if we continue to say, well, what about also this issue? Right. So we're going to stay on border and like we're going to do some like actual focusing in on that. And then I think you're right, actually. I think the procedural stuff is next, right, which is not getting rid of the motion to vacate, not retaliating against Gates and the other people who deposed McCarthy, right? I think that's next. But, like, let's just lock this down and get the border thing rocking and rolling. Is what suggestion, what suggestion do you have, Dustin, about the border? Like, how well, do we deal with it with Mallorca's at the head of it? Um, we'll talk, I, I we'll think talk we should about it in that. a second. Um, should we hold on? Well, I want to get the Vinny. Let Millie what? finish what she was going to say. Well, that's what I was going to okay, say. I, I was going to say. Um, does anyone else think it's it's a, a coincidence that we have all these military age men crossing our border, our U.S. border? I mean, I, I don't think it's a coincidence. You know, I've seen various reports that some of these uh, might actually, in fact, be U.N. soldiers. Um, I mean, we don't know what's going on here. We're basically allowing an army to invade our country right now. Meanwhile, we have the leader of Hamas calling for jihad or jihad, whatever, however you say it, um, against uh, other nations and literally telling 
telling his, you know, these Muslim extremists to attack other countries' borders, to enter into their countries through their borders. He mentions borders, okay? So this is a serious issue here, and so we, we already have known, it's documented that Muslim extremists, part of some of these terrorist groups, have been apprehended at our border, and we have a leader of an, an Islamic extremist group who literally murders women and children and old people, calling for jihad, saying that you know they're going to be sending people to other countries' borders to go in here. We already know that there's many of these uh, refugees who've already come into our country right now, and they're calling for this this day of jihad, this Friday of jihad, for this Friday. So you guys be extra vigilant. Make sure you know. I think Friday should be everyone's uh, you know. BYO gun day, right? Bring your own gun day. Have your, have your. No, no, that's like violence call. We can't say that. That's That's not not a violence call. Everyone in this country has a right to carry a gun. If no, but that's, a, that's the narrative that they try to push all the time. I have tons of guns. You have a right to have a gun in this country. And you have All right, all right, all right. (laughs) We don't have to fight about the gun stuff. We're we're getting super derailed. I'm going to go to Phenomenology's hands, Diligence hand. Uh, and then desert, and I don't think I'm going to bring anyone up because we really want to start getting to like hammering things down instead of just talking about all the horrible things. We really want to try this whole space was so that we could try to get this five list thing down, and I think we could talk about this forever. So let's just do that. Sorry to mute you, ladies, because I like both of you a lot, and you both have bring a lot, but I just want to get this um, taken care of. So I think we're not going to bring any more people up, and we'll do this, and then we can fight all we want. But I just want to get through the hands because I want these people to feel like they've been hurt. <laughs> when you mute me, the stream cuts off. So don't mute me. Um, second, we weren't fighting. I'm just saying we have to be very careful at what we say. Right. And what Millie's saying is correct. All these militants have been coming. I think me and her did a report years ago where they were finding, you know, prayer rugs when they were running away. They've been doing it for a while. This is the Democrat bread and butter. You bring in infiltrators and they crash your infrastructure and that's it. You know, and these people are being paid by Democratic lobbies. This has been going on. It's just now people are waking up to it. Right. And it's not just, you know, the jihadists. Most of them are coming from West Africa and and China. Right. And everywhere. And they're 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 literally coming through our border. So she's right on that. I'm just saying we should be very careful of telling people to bring your own gun, because that is what the FBI was trying to entrap the J6ers with, if you remember, with Second Amendment rallies. Right. So, yeah, but everyone has a right to to carry. Sorry, guys. I just I feel like we're back to the same thing. We're trying to move past. No, no, no. I was just making a point. You're making it more. Oh, no, no. I understand. We're having a discussion. Like, stop muting me. She shouldn't be muted. Yeah, we should be having a discussion. What's it called? I'm trying to move this discussion along. You guys keep arguing. Okay, so what do we do with the border? Let's start up. Yeah, see, people, I'm telling you, I, I have a good pulse on, like, what's listenable. We've lost a lot of people since this is gone. We're trying to keep things up. I just want to move to Phenom, Diligent, Freddy, and then you guys can fight about gun stuff and talk about the border. We're just trying to move on so that we can move back. That makes sense. What? Okay, so if we're going to talk about what, if we're making a list about what we want from the new speaker, last November, McCarthy stood at the border and said if Mayorkas doesn't step down that he will be facing impeachment. Nothing happened. So the new speaker should be faced or charged with the same task. And also I think we need to address exactly what Millie and Tori were talking about with regard to where these immigrants are coming from. Now, 
The Center for Immigration Studies published recently that the United Nations is handing out hundreds of millions of dollars in cash to these immigrants from over 100 countries. They actually have UN-organized cash working groups. And what they are actually doing, according to the Center for Immigration Studies, is they are pre-legalizing these immigrants before they get to our border. So that's not a conspiracy theory. That's what the Center for Immigration Studies is saying. So when it comes to the border and what the speaker needs to do, we have to hold them accountable. But also we need to talk about this multinational treaty that Obama started us in that President Trump took us out of saying we're not going to become just some migrant center here and that Obama, uh, Obama Biden has put us back in. So I think the reason why that's also so important is it does tie into the other issues of the weaponization of government because Maggie Goodlander, who is Merrick Garland's top aide, top counsel, is Jake Sullivan's wife. And they were behind the raid of Mar-a-Lago because this war with Iran that is the reason why everybody got behind DeSantis because they thought maybe he would be a chance or maybe Nikki Haley would be a chance. But Trump got in the way of that. So part of the raid on Mar-a-Lago is to look for those documents that Trump had to dismantle the Iran nuclear deal. And so this all ties in. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, can I say, Phenom, you're right. That thing that you said, because now they're flying them in because they're pre-approving them. You were right 100% because I've seen those documents and they're flying them with airplanes from other countries. And that's really important. All right. So I'm curious. Let's I think stopping the flow is probably the most pertinent part about, you know, the border right now. But I'm curious is, is what do we do about the 10 million nationals that are in here, the, a lot of them single fighting age males. Uh, Millie was correct earlier. There was a report done by Fox uh, back between February and May that said that there was over 250,000 Chinese male nationals um, that have been allowed into the United States. So like, can you just, I'm just trying to think of the logistical challenge of what it would take for us to round, like, cause they're scattered everywhere now. Right. We know the administration has been dispersing them all throughout the United States. Um, th- they have like, uh, it's just, they're just everywhere. Right. So how do we, how do we get these people? How do we sort out the bad ones from the good ones? How do we decide who goes out? Without, because you know that they're going to cry racism and and xenophobia and and all of the tactics that they use any other time we try to enforce uh, immigration. So can I can I just jump in because I've got some comments on the other feeds. Um, They want everyone wants to circle back to your Mallorca's comment, Dustin, and especially what he just said. Um, How do we stop it? Because we have Mallorca's in office, which will not do anything right. And we're already seeing Netflix is now being riddled with movies showing these sad stories of refugees that get stranded in the middle of the ocean in containers. They're pulling at heartstrings. You know, how do we impeach Mallorca's? Does anybody in the room out of anybody or any feed um, know of a way that we can actually complete this impeachment so that way we can focus on that. Because, you know, obviously us saying, let's do it, we have to give them something feasible. Um, uh, so based on what you just said, like how Someone do Someone has that? to join MTG in the, in the, uh, in what she authored. So some people need to step up and support her in that, 
effort to impeach him. That's what has to happen. Yeah, but how do we impeach him? Like, what is the process? That's what I'm saying. Like, she wants to impeach him, and we should all make that. Maybe we should put it as a priority to help with the border. Get rid of it. I mean, the Senate and the, and the House, you know, the Senate confirms him, right? Maybe that's it. You know, that's the thing. If we can get rid of Mayorkas, is anyone out there that may or may not have, you know, an avenue? And like you said, Fino, can you share what MTG has put out so I can see it or DM me or whatever? Well, so that, that, that's been going on for a while. Right. right? Like, that, like, to be honest, MTG brought forward the right impeachment of Mayorkas. Like early, like I want to say, like nine months ago. Yeah, she right? did, and, and and we just haven't been able to rally support behind it. However, I will say that the the fact that they sold off the border wall materials, like at uh, literally pennies on the dollar, and now have one eighty'd, I think it speaks to that they also are afraid that if there is an attack, like there's that the, they've been so open border policy that like there will be repercussions. You know, I, I want to kind of offer, um, you know, my perspective as well on your question, Diligent, because I think it's a really it's a really good one. Um, you know, I thought a lot about this. What do we do? I mean, we have millions of these illegal immigrants in here, many of them military age men. Look at the damage that these Hamas militants did. That was only 1,500 of them that crossed over the border and committed that carnage. Thousands of people died. Um in this was in a short period, a lot of different places were targeted, taken out. These are military people as well being killed. So, I mean, when we're looking at numbers here, and you're talking about what you said, 250,000 um, Chinese uh, men had crossed over. Well, we've got, you know, millions of these uh, men who have crossed into our country and they could be working for foreign governments. They could be working for other countries. I mean, it's a huge national security vulnerability so this is, you know, this is why Americans need to definitely be prepared for this type of a situation. But as far as solutions go, um, if we could actually get our representatives to do the right thing here, um, we actually need to figure out a way to um, mass deport these people who recently came through our border. We actually need to do that. I know that they'll they'll try to cry, oh, you're racist, you're this, that, No, we don't care if they came from a European country. We don't care what color their skin is. You come into our country illegally. We don't know who the heck you are. You just cut in front of a bunch of people who wanted to do it the right way. You can get out of the country. Maybe they need to make harsher penalties. Maybe they need to pass legislation that if you get caught trying to come into our border, uh, cross our border illegally, you get banned from from having any type of U.S. um, residency for 10 years. Um, and that would deter a lot of people because that would mean they've permanently they've been barred for 10 years from actually being able to seek U.S. citizenship in our country if you get caught trying to cross illegally. The other thing is, is if you financially incentivize um, illegals being apprehended by making it so maybe police stations can and police officers can get bonuses or can get some kind of uh, funding via how many illegal immigrants they um, they apprehend and then uh, send to um, Border Patrol, um, that might be a way to do it by essentially financially incentivizing it for law enforcement. You know, the Holman rule, if I could just say real quick, is another power that we have that would be one of the quickest ways to deal with this. Andy Biggs also, he moved to impeach Mayorkas back in, I think, January, last January. But also he moved to enact the Holman rule to reduce his salary to $1. So if we have the power of the purse and not a whole lot more, then I say that that is a tool that we, 
exercise. I mean, that's one of the reasons why these people were sent to the House. They have that power. There's not a lot of power that they have. But defunding is one of the main powers that we have. And I think that focusing on that is very important because it would be the quickest avenue to getting something done. Hey, Vinny, when I was in D.C., I actually I was at the DOJ and I actually um, had conversations about uh, this MAGA thing that the FBI was looking into. And that's why I strongly suggest people stay away from rallies and protests and stuff like that, because it's um, they're trying to rally people up on the Israel-Palestine thing so they can fight. Right. And that's where they can do another J6. Right. And this is how they're going to push it. So this is why they're watching the MAGAs, because the MAGAs are the ones, allegedly, that are the ones with the guns that want to go out and shoot people up. So, you know, when I was, you know, at the Capitol last week, these discussions were being had. And this is why they made it the the MAGA list. And it's not a MAGA list. It's a people that are promoting, you know, um, you know, showcasing whatever. New York City has just warned them to stay indoors because there might be attacks they've already set that shit up just like they did J6. So I just wanted to chime in on that. And this is why it's important that we understand that most of these people that they're going to slot in this time will not be fed boys. They will be the migrants that they've been flying in. Yeah, that's, it's definitely a scary thing. And I think that all the FBI, the whole thing is that the apparatus that should be protecting us is going after us and not going after the people they should be protecting us from. Like just look it up, call the Capitol switchboard and say, Hey, uh, Chip Roy, Andy Biggs, or whoever your congressman is, like I would like you to form a coalition, right, that requires that any candidate for speaker make a commitment to fully funding the border and to like uh, funding or, or pushing our nation's law enforcement to focus on the threats from people who have crossed into our country illegally. Uh, super simple to do. Like, this is how we actually affect change. So please get on that. Can I just give some breaking, just some breaking news that's happening? Biden came out and said that he couldn't believe that there's confirmed dead babies, but now Israel has come out and said they can't confirm that babies were beheaded. I just wanted to put that out. Let's continue. Now, real, real quick, the question of why it, it requires five there's a working majority of four votes in the House, like for the Republicans. So if five, right, only five members of Congress say we will not vote for any speaker unless we have a written commitment that they will do something. They can't they can't get a Republican speaker elected. I, I, I'm sorry. The, how, we got, we got work is so on the, right. Oh, sorry, Dustin. No, go ahead, Millie. Um. Phenom is so right. It is theft. It absolutely is. I'm just thinking about the different stories we're already hearing in these supposed sanctuary cities where a lot of these migrants are being um, shipped to. Um, They actually have been uh, kicking out nursing home residents, including uh, World War II veterans, from their nursing homes, evicting them, giving them hardly any notice so that they can house some of these illegal immigrants in these nursing homes. Also, um, they, they are taking over some of the poor inner-city schools, uh, taking over their gymnasiums to house these illegal immigrants as well. And so that's w- what we've actually seen some uh, residents in these communities that are really poor communities 
they've been up in arms and very upset that uh, their officials are essentially robbing their kids of opportunity because a lot of these kids rely on sports scholarships to be able to get into colleges and universities. Um, you know, they're really hurting this community because if the kids aren't um, in, in sports, you know, kept busy, they're more likely to end up in the streets and getting into trouble. And so it, you're absolutely right, Phenom. It is completely, it's theft. Um, and it's really, uh, it's a travesty what's going on. But I guess on the bright side, I, I'm thinking that this might end up actually going in Trump's favor in the 2024 election. I'm thinking some of these cities that are blue might actually go red. Just like to, to kind of set a little bit of expectations, though, like it is powerful that these five people have the ability to say no. Like that in itself is powerful because that means the rhinos know that these guys can refuse to say yes, right? But what they don't have is the ability to say yes without the rhinos also saying yes. So the rhinos can also say no in this situation. So we might see some kind of standoff. I mean, that might be what happens, but... In reality, both sides are going to have to actually figure out a way to to come to a compromise well, in, and, in some way. And, and here's why I, I, I'm not all that concerned about that, which is if you're telling me that the worst case scenario is that they can't make an emotional vote for a blank check to Israel and Ukraine right now, then more power to them. Right. Like I, I actually welcome the standoff. Like, they, they already passed their continuing resolution and their fat omnibus bill, right? So, like, most of the most of the stuff that they'd usually, like, threaten us with, they don't have that right now. So, again, let's let's get the best deal that we could possibly get right now. All right, Kim, and then hey, we'll have Chris. Hey, wait, Dustin. Dustin, I don't have a hand because I'm the, on the web thing. I yeah, just wanted to say something. I just wanted to say some breaking news. So, it was this morning that New York City warned the, the people in New York to stay indoors. I was just on a phone call with a couple of people. Embassies across the world have, um, uh, you know, informed the Israeli embassies and the Jewish schools that, you know, there's going to be a hit. Now, this could be another way to amplify support. But, you know, considering coupling the fact of New York and now this, that they're going to hit soft targets like schools or temples or something, um, it's um, really important that we just pray a lot, okay? So I just got that through. I just wanted to say it. And I don't have a little hand or else I'd put it. And my mic is always on but muted on my end so people on other streams can hear it, okay? And I don't know if it was related or not, but there was a bomb threat at BWI this morning. Yeah, that, that, it's going to be a soft target. They already said that, soft target. And, and just to, for everybody's like uh, everybody know, Tori is also like we are simulcasting on Rumble, and YouTube and WeChat and across and a bunch Facebook, of different platforms. Yeah, yeah. So she she is a co-host, even though she's not like doesn't have a co-host like label, and can jump in at any point. So just clarification on that, and thank you. Yeah, for being I just here. wanted to apologize because there's no little hand. Okay, so people know that. Well, you know we're very serious. Well, okay, no, I'm not even. I'm not even. Well, we, should <laughs> we should be sorry. <laughs> You can cut in front of me anytime you want, Tori. 
Hey, can I just jump in? I just wanted to say I'm going to end the streams because I have to jump on conservative daily um, for a minute because Trump is going to be on soon. I just wanted to say this space was amazing. And Jennifer and Dustin, you should be using your um, Rumble platform for those that aren't on X or other ones so that they can listen in, um, you know, to these conversations because they are imperative and important. And I'm so excited because I have been getting a mass amount of texts from Congress persons that I'm currently working with on something that are like, damn, now we have to talk about the secret ballot stuff if you guys keep pushing on it. So keep pushing nonstop. Dustin, Jennifer, you know, a lot of people have communicated with me. Oh, who pays them to do these spaces? Just so people know, they're grassroots. They're people funded. They don't have people paying them to do anything. There are very few people that do that. Other people just fall under some umbrella networks or whatever and, and get sponsored. So both of you, thank you so much for everything you do. Everyone that contributed to the space, thank you so much. Um, and um, you, China sends you guys love for bringing up Taiwan, by the way. And, and the Koreans, you know, it's um, happy Korean language day. So um, God bless all of you. Have a good continuance. Thank you.